dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or savor a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. Today's podcast is a bit of a diversion from the typical, but it is a topic that is extremely important to me, supporting our veterans. This Memorial Day, many Paso Robles wineries will be participating in Vino for Vets. Each winery will be doing something different, but they all will be helping to raise funds for Honor Flight Central Coast, California. The mission of this charity is to honor all of America's veterans by taking them to Washington, D.C. on their tour of honor for no cost to them. This Memorial Day weekend, stop by Dracina Wines along with about 30 other wineries to drink for a cause. And the next time you see a veteran, be sure to thank them for their service and welcome them home. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. Did you know that you can do it right now while you're listening? New ratings and reviews are how the algorithms decide which podcast they recommend to others. And if you love the podcast, other wine lovers will too. Don't forget to add your email address on the website to keep up with all things exploring the wine glass. Slancha. Give me the red, red wine. Give me the blue. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, Spanish wine scholar, Somme service, champagne and Cotteron specialist, and a WSET level two graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials, as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. Stay in the know about all things wine by visiting my website, exploringthewineglass.com. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Allure of the Poor, sponsored by Dracina Wines. Today, we have a special uh, podcast for you, video for you, because we are kind of doing an extension of wine. And something that is near and dear to me is supporting veterans, because these people have dedicated their lives to protecting us and serving the country. And nothing really gets me angrier than when people don't respect them. So I had the opportunity to participate in an event that's coming up this week called Vino for Vets. And um, today I have Bear McGill with me, who um, is the strong person behind this event. And we're going to talk about Vino for Vets and Honor Flight and what you can do to help uh, veterans. So welcome, Bear. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, to all, all the people out there that served our country, I just want to tell you, thank you for serving our country. Uh, I just uh, greatly appreciate the freedom that you fought for and served for so we could enjoy what we have today. So thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's start off with a little bit about your yourself. You know, tell us. Tell us your life history in, uh, I don't know, two minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, I was I was raised here in Tilton. I've been in Tilton 57 years. Uh, you know, I, uh, I retired from the sheriff's department. And uh, my son is the one that got me in, into honor flight. 
you know, uh, he went as a guardian for Bakersfield in 2012 uh, for a World War II veteran. And uh, then he went to their board and said, hey, I'd like to go to the Central Coast and start rounding up veterans. And uh, so they allowed him. But uh, uh, I'll let, let everybody know how, how the honor flight actually got started. And so, you know, the World War II memorial wasn't completed until 2005. And uh, there was a, a physician assistant that was working with uh, some veterans back in Springfield, Ohio. And uh, he started talking to them about going down and seeing their memorial. And, you know, he had one veteran say, well, I really can't afford to go. And so Earl, he went out and he rounded up 12 pilots and six little planes and uh, went back to this veteran and said, hey, uh, we're taking to, to see your memorial and it's not going to cost you anything. And this vet just broke down crying because he was going to get to go see something that was built in, in the honor of all the men and women that, that had died during World War II and, you know, something that was honoring him. And, and that's how, how it all got started. And so how, how does Central Coast do what are the people on the central coast doing to help the veterans get their honor flight and maybe explain what happens when they get there for their, for their tour on our tour. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let me go over how, how we got started our hub. Okay. Uh, so after my son went as a guardian, uh, he came over here and started rounding up vets. And then uh, we were only getting like, you know, 10 guys on a flight. And so we got, got very frustrated about that. And so, uh, you know, and he got frustrated that he wasn't bringing in uh, donations that he thought he could bring in. Uh, you know, and I told him, I said, well, you're trying to make money for Honor Flight Kern County and you were in San Luis County. And I said, we really need to start our own hub. And so we sat down and talked with a bunch of people and started our own hub here on the Central Coast. And it has, you know, this is our 10th year anniversary coming up that we've been involved. Yeah. And, you know, we've taken over 500 veterans from our area. Wow. That's, you know, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And so now you take them, how do they contact you? Are you looking for them? Do Like how, how does this all come together this. Yeah, well, that, that, you know that that's the funny part about it is you know we've we've been a lot of uh for the first several years we we're just word of mouth you know you would be walking out on the street in the grocery store you would see a gentleman with uh, a veteran hat on and you just go up to him and, and start talking to him and say hey have you heard, ever heard of honor flight and they'd be like no and you'd hand them a card and say well, you know, I want to take you to Washington, D.C., the CZ's memorials free of charge. All I need you to do is fill out this application and, and get it into us. And what was funny was uh, it, we would always carry applications in our car. So <laughs> I, would, I would run back out to the car and grab an application and, and give it to this veteran. Say, here, get this filled out, mail it into us so we can get you on our list. And uh and so uh, finally, as our board started growing and we started figuring out, you know, websites and all this other good stuff, it, it's made it a little bit easier for <laughs> us to tell the veterans, hey, just go on our website and, and fill the application out for us. 
you know? it might also seem a little bit more legit. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, like I said, we've taken over 500. I think we still have over 200 veterans on our list. And, uh, so, you know, when we started, we were flying out of San Luis we're, we're getting about 23 veterans on a trip and we were taking three to four trips a year. And, uh, then, then, uh, you know, we were filling out grants because we are a 501 C3 uh, organization and we are all volunteers. None of us get paid. We just do this because of what we have and what our veterans have done for us. And so, uh, you know, we, we survived by donations from the public. We filled out, uh, several grants that we've gotten. Um, you know, Adam Firestone was very instrumental in helping us really get our hub up and going. Uh, they had donated over $30,000 to us. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. And that really helped us to get the ball rolling. And so, you know, we really thank uh, Firestone Walker for that. And uh, it's just continued to grow. You know, every year we, <clears throat> we look at what's, what's coming in. We just seem to keep bringing in uh, a little bit more money each year. Um, and then we had COVID hit us and we were, yeah, we were shut down for, for two years, but, and, and it was very frustrating because when we started to, to get going again, and you're making calls to the veterans you have on the list to have the family tell you that that veteran had passed away. It was really heartbreaking that, you know, we, we didn't get these guys on their tour of honor and, uh, you know, and, and, and this this last trip that we went on April 24th, uh, we had a veteran that passed away on us on a, on a Friday and we were flying out on Monday. We didn't know about it until we were getting ready to fly out. Oh. And, uh, the, yeah, the family members showed up at the airport with with the bag that we give these guys with their T-shirts and jackets and, you know, and told us. And that was just that was that was really, really hard. So uh, but I didn't say anything to anybody on the trip. I waited till we got back. And then I, you know, I had a, a moment of silence for him at the welcome home that we had. And uh, yeah, it was, that was hard because it, it makes me feel that we failed this veteran, but you know, I know that age, age is there and, and stuff like that, but uh, I want to get every veteran I can there. Oh, that's so sad. And how, so if you have 200 people who are currently on the list waiting to, go to their tour uh, honor tour how are you how are you choosing which ones go at which time is it just as they sign up or well the the way it works is that it, it's by uh basically age and war era so okay. if we get okay. if we get a world war ii guy that sends his application in now he's on the trip okay. you know so uh, so like it starts with the world war two guys and it goes to the Korean, the Vietnam and, and, uh, but we're taking any veterans. So if you served in between, in between world war two and Korea, you're going to be one of those first guys on the list. And then if you have some type of, uh, you know, uh, medical condition where you may not be around next year, you get bumped to the top of the list to go. So, and that's, and that's how we, we 
put them in order and then we go through their applications and contact them and and uh tell them hey we we got you on on your flight if you're if, if, you know available to go and then when they're there when they're there what are you doing with them and how are they reacting um when they're there it must be, I'm, yeah. I'm envisioning a lot of mixed emotions like happy but memories are so sad and missing people um so what is it like when you take them there well it's it's uh, very touching uh because you know our first day of touring we go to uh the uh arlington cemetery uh, the tomb of the unknown and to watch that live in person is just it's amazing uh, and, and you'll see these veterans sitting there and, and uh, when they play taps, uh, these guys are in the wheelchairs are trying to get up because, you know, they want to respect uh, the, the system. And uh, and then, you know, you have kids and adults coming up to these guys and and thanking them for their service that they never got when they came home, because when you talk to the veteran, and you say, well, what'd you do when you get home? And they say, well, you know, I got off the transport ship and I hitchhiked. I took a bus or I took a train and I went home. I went back to school or I went back to work and because all the hoopla was over. So they never got that welcome home that they really deserve. So this is a way for people to come up to them and thank them for their service. And, you know, depending on on what memorial go to with these veterans uh their war era so at the world war ii memorial i had one of my veterans uh that you know he was he was kind of a, a grumpy a grumpy dude when we first went on the trip and when we got to the world war ii memorial i watched him walk over to the guam pillar and he puts his hand on the guam pillar at the world war ii and just starts bawling and so i walk up to him i'm like Hey, so uh, I guess we we must have lost a lot of buddies there, huh? And he goes, "Oh, you just you just don't know." And uh, it wasn't until about four or five years ago uh, I finally found out what it was, and it, that's where his brother had died during World War II was on Guam, oh. and yeah, and he was just so relieved to see that here's a pillar at the World War II memorial. And it's a reminder that his brother will never be forgotten, you know. And 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 after we after we left that memorial, I saw a huge change in him. I mean, he started talking to the other veterans. You know, he was smiling. You know, we get home from the trip, and he calls me up. He says, "Hey, I'd like to go to uh, the cemetery in Paso during." Memorial Day or yeah, Memorial Day weekend, and I'd like to hand out information about Honor Flight, and I'm like, absolutely, let's do it. And it was just, it, it was just such a, a amazing healing thing for him, you mm-hmm. know. And and then, you know, you you see the Korean guys go to the Korean Memorial, same thing, you know, they break down in tears and and everything, but uh, afterwards, it's like, wow. You know, it, it's just so healing. Right. It it's, must be almost like this burden that's been on them. And this is just the way to release all of that emotion that they're keeping inside and everything like that, that it's just 
like you're saying, it's healing. It's, oh, yeah. it's healing their heart, healing their soul. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these veterans, they don't they don't talk about uh, their time in the service and, and, and especially if they were, you know, in battle. Uh, but when you put them all together and you start and they start talking, the family members that go as guardians for these veterans, they're just amazed. Because they'll go, well, I've never knew that. Dad, you never talked about that. And they didn't. They just they just kind of packed it away. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a was a point for them to start, you know, talking about what they did. And uh, it was it's it's just amazing the stories that these guys have, you know. Wow. So and then what about what about the guardians? You said that this all really started because your son uh, was a guardian. Are these volunteers? Volunteers can go. And what's the role of the guardian? Yeah. So, uh, as a guardian, uh, you go with a veteran that doesn't have a family member, uh, okay. to go with them or the family member can't afford to go. And so, uh, so what we call these guardians are, there are community guardians and they're willing to pay, uh, the $1,500 to go on this trip with this veteran. And, you know, that, that covers the whole trip. It covers the, the flight, the hotel, the food, all the transportation we have back there. And, and these people are, are willing to step up to make sure that these veterans get to go on their tour of honor and see all the memorials that were built in their honor and to honor the veterans that, that died in those wars. And it's just, uh, and, and you, 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 have this bond with that veteran from the time you meet him until, you know, the rest of your life. You know, I mean, you just you just get this bond with that veteran and, and you stay in contact. And it's just it's amazing to listen to the community guardian say, oh, yeah, you know, I I took my vet to lunch today. And, and it's like, oh, great. How's he doing? And, and uh, oh, he's doing pretty good. You know, and then you get the call about your your veteran uh you know he's oh he, he finally passed away and that's like ah but we got him on the trip you know mm-hmm. we got him to see the memorials he got his tour of honor that he never got when he came home right and that i i can't imagine that bond if if you're you're there for this veteran and you see that emotional release you see what it means to that person to be there I, that bond is never breaking. I can't imagine no. that bond ever breaking. No, it, it, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, and, and now we're starting to get into uh, a lot of the Vietnam veterans. And, you know, as, as we all know, the Vietnam veterans, the way they were treated when they come home were just despicable. It was like amazing. You know, they were being spit on, being called baby killers, you know, and and so – this has been uh, this last trip we took April 24th. We had 60 something uh, Vietnam veterans and it was our first charter flight that we took. Mm-hmm. And and uh, to watch those Vietnam veterans at the Vietnam Wall, uh, you know, they were all there and they were honoring the guys that they had served with. But you watch them go along the wall because they wanted to find somebody that they served with and and i was right there and they would they would find the name on the panel and they would just like you know uh there he is you know and and, and you just see tears coming out of the guy's hands eyes and he's reaching and and touching the name you know Mm -hmm. and 
it's just, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I get emotional still, uh, because I, I have this picture in my mind of these veterans and, and seeing them break down. Uh, but it's also healing for, them, right. you know, you know, and I had one veteran, uh, he would told me his story that, um, he was supposed to go out on patrol one night and he was on the helicopter and, and another guy, uh, comes running up and says, Hey, you know, you need, you need to get off. This is my platoon. I'm, I'm going. And he gets off the helicopter. Well, that night, that guy that took his place died. And he never knew the name of the guy. So when he was at the Vietnam wall, he's just standing there. And he's looking at the wall and he's talking to the wall. And it's like, I don't know who you were, but I've always wondered what your life would have been had you not removed me from that that helicopter. And, uh, you know, it was... And there again, that was that healing point for him. And he carried that with him his whole life, you know? Yeah. So I, I can, I can imagine. Cause like we went, um, to the Pearl Harbor, you know, um, uh -huh. memorial and it was, it was so solemn to me. And so like to see those names and, to see that. And I didn't know anybody, you know, that was on the wall or, you know, whatever, but to go to this place, um, this resting place for these people, like it gives me goosebumps and, you know, it's just to, to be there and see these names, how those names affected me. And I wasn't there. I didn't know anybody, you know, so I can't, it must be so emotional to these veterans when they experienced it and they see these names. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know. It gives me chills, honestly. Like when you were telling the stories, I, I was getting chills. So I can't, it's so emotional to me to see it. I can't imagine what it does, how it feels for these people who lived through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the other thing about these honor flight trips is that there's sometimes you connect veterans that didn't know each other, but they were fighting there with each other. Or yeah. So here's one story from this last trip. So I have this Vietnam Air Force guy, and he's at the Iwo Jima Memorial with his son, and he's talking about this conflict that they, were, they had going on at this time. And what his job was, as an Air Force guy, was he would dispatch uh, aircraft to drop bombs for the the uh, the, the um, guys who are out there fighting the battle. If you know, yeah. and so I have these other two Vietnam veterans. They kind of hear this guy talking, so they go over and start talking, and it's amazing how they remember things. And they say, well, when were you serving in Vietnam? And he said, well, I was serving between this date and this date. And they go, okay, we were there at that at, during those dates. And uh, they start, the two veterans that uh, came over, they were talking about being in this conflict where they were trying to take this town back uh, from, I think it was the North Vietnamese, or they, you know, and they were pinned down. And so they called in for an airstrike. And this Air Force Vietnam veteran, he was the one that took the call that day to dispatch wow. the planes. And these guys never knew each other. Yeah. 
but the two veterans that were pinned down, they're like, you know, you saved our life that day because you dispatched those planes. And I mean, the bond that those three guys got at that moment was just amazing. And I didn't know about it until the son came over and started talking to me. He says, Oh, I got to tell you this story. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, here's these guys that served in Vietnam, you know, many years ago, but they've never known each other until this moment where they're standing there. And Mm -hmm. when they start talking about what they are doing, where were they ever at? I mean, it's clear as day. And, and to come to find out that they were all there and they were all part of this conflict uh, and, and that these two guys got saved by this air force guy because he dispatched the planes you know, it's like, wow. Wow. And to know that they were, they were so close together, li- you know, living so close together and didn't know, know each other. Yeah. They, 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 all three of these guys live in the Napomo, uh, Santa Maria area, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I guarantee you those three guys are going to be getting together for lunch or breakfast and they're going to be the best of friends, all three of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And now let's, Let's talk about uh, what's going on this coming weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, and I know I saw years, years ago, I saw something that really hit home to me because it, it said, let's remember what Memorial Day really is. It's not a day off from work. Like, you know, um, right. uh, so but let's talk about what's going on in uh, Paso Robles. Uh, all of uh, many of us wineries are getting together to help uh, support your efforts in Vino for Vets. So tell us about that. How did that get started? What's going on? And, you know, all the juicy stuff. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, since we're a nonprofit organization, you know, we rely on on donations from, from the public and businesses and stuff like that. So uh, about, I want to say about five years ago, my son decided, you know, we have all these wineries in our area. And he started going out and talking to some wineries to see if they would participate in what we call Vino for Vets. And he rounded up, I think the first year, he rounded up about uh, uh, 12 wineries that said they would participate in the Vino for Vets uh, fundraiser. And, you know, it was one of those things where he didn't want to go in and, and say, you know, hey, would you, you know, give us this amount of money to participate? It was like he went to him and said, what would you like to do? You know, and and so he gave them the option of what they they wanted to do in the participation. I mean, a lot of them would say, hey, you know, I'll take your donation jars and uh, others say, well, I'll give you a percentage of of our sales for that weekend or that that day. Others would say, you know, I'll give you all our tasting fees. And uh, so it, it started growing. And I think we had three years of that before COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, he says, okay, we're, he called me up because, Dad, we're not going to do Vino for Vets because, you know, a lot of these wineries, uh, they're being hit pretty hard with COVID. And I'm like, no, I agree with you. I said, I don't want to go out and ask people for money that's not making money. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've put it by the wayside. And then, um, you know, COVID was like two years. And so uh, the second year we said, hey, let's do this. Instead of doing the Vino for Vets, we'll let's go out and support the wineries that have been supporting us with 
you know, for the Vino for Vets. And so we went out and started, we'd tell them, hey, we'd like to buy, you know, some of your wine. We're going to put some wine baskets together. And this is a way for us to support you, you know, give back to you a little bit, what, you know, what you've given to us. And so I think we put together like, like six wine baskets from, from these wineries. And uh, we did a raffle and we sold tickets for, for that. And, uh, and then, uh, we come to this year and one of my board members says, Hey, are we going to do vino for vets this year? I'm like, yeah, let's see if we can get it started. So, uh, so about a month and a half ago, Maggie Cox, one of my board members, she started contacting, uh, the wineries again and, uh, rounding up wineries that wanted to participate. And, and this was with, you know, uh, emails that we'd already had on hand. And so, uh, and, and so I think we ended up getting like, I think she got like 24, 25. Uh, and then the winery started contacting other wineries like <laughs> you, you know, and, uh, you jumped on board with this. So now I think we have about 30 wineries on board, uh, you know, going to participate this weekend, um, uh, you know, during Memorial Day weekend. And and you're right, you know, everybody needs to remember that, you know, Memorial Day weekend is a weekend for us to honor the men and women that died for us so we can enjoy, you know, that weekend. And it's just, it's not just about barbecues and getting together. It's about remembering the men and women. And, and so... Uh, you know, we're very thankful for all the wineries that are going to participate with us this year in it. Uh, and so, you know, we ask the, the public out there that, hey, do us a favor. If you'd like to support us, go support the wineries that are supporting us and, and uh, get, get out there. And we got posters out there. You can go to our website and see the poster um, and it gives the names of the wineries. Uh, unfortunately, like, like for you, we had our posters made up before we get you on it. But uh, when I came and visited you the other day to, to hand out the poster, you you told me that you wanted to do this podcast. I'm like, awesome. So to all you listeners out there, don't forget, uh, stop by Dracana and uh, support her because she's supporting us. And now a word from our sponsor. Josina Wines loves to give back. There are so many fur babies that deserve to find their forever home. We would love to be able to help as many as possible. If you are part of a nonprofit organization or know of a nonprofit organization that would like to hold a fundraiser, please contact us at contact at dracinawines.com or visit our website, dracinawines.com, to fill out the form. How does the fundraiser work? It is super simple and costs your group absolutely nothing. Together, we will choose a month that your group will be sponsored. During the month, you promote the fundraiser just like any other event you'd hold. At the end of the month, we will donate 20% of the sales to your organization. The donations will be made in the name of each individual who purchased the wine so that you know exactly who helped the animals. Our goal is to raise as much funds as we possibly can and to help as many animals as possible. So please help us help as many fur babies as we possibly can. Yeah, uh, when Maggie told me that our name wasn't going to be on it, 
I think she was afraid we were going to back out. <laughs> and I, I said, it's, it's quite okay. I'm not really doing it to put my name on a poster. I'm doing it because I want to be able to help. I want to be able to, to do something for the veterans because as I told you, I am that person who will stop every veteran I see and and thank them because they just they they deserve everything they deserve so much respect and uh yeah so we are we're doing the tip jar and we're donating 10% of our sales for the weekend um, well, thank you so that much is, that is what we will do um and it it really doesn't matter to me that my name's not on that you know that Dracita Wines is on not on the <laughs> poster that's completely fine um and you know the the poster is up in our in our uh windows so people can see the other wineries and i hope that they just go winery to winery enjoy their day and thinking of why they're able to be here this weekend is you know why they're really able to to be celebrating this weekend, what it really means. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, so yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're preparing for our next trip in, in October and, uh, we're, we're hoping to take over a hundred veterans on that trip. Okay. And so are you, like you said, you chartered, like it, are, are there, um, I've read there's also people who like the volunteer pilots and things that, that do things like that. Are you, are are pilots involved in volunteering this or are you just literally paying their no, we, way on a plane? No, we, we are just literally having to pay for for these charters. We're doing charters now. And so uh, April was our first charter and we went with 150 people. Okay. Uh, this charter that we're going to do in October is going to be 183 people. And because uh, the, the, the plane cost me the same amount, whether it's 150 or 183 people. Okay. And uh, so to do a charter uh, through Allegiant Airlines, it, it runs us $150,000 uh, to do the charter flight. Now, you know, we split that in half because, you know, usually, well, this is going to be over half this time because we're trying to take 100 veterans because, you know, the guardians pay their own fee. Right. their own way and so uh basically you know by the time the trip is all over with it runs us probably about one hundred thirty thousand dollars just for the veterans uh and then like i said the guardians pay their own way and so we don't even figure that into it okay and so people can come to paso robles this weekend uh, memorial day weekend they can hunt around for the flyers um, and thing, and like you said, you can uh, go to the website. What is, is it? What is the actual website that they can go to? Yeah, our website is honorflightccc for Central Coast California dot org. Uh, or you can go. We we are on uh, Instagram as well, and uh, so I know they've been posting stuff up there, and uh, we just like to, you know, invite everybody to come up, enjoy the North County. Uh, I think we're going to have some great weather and go out and enjoy a glass of wine. And, and uh, like I said, help help us support the wineries that are supporting us because uh, it's it's a huge endeavor to get these veterans back to Washington, D.C. And if somebody can't make it to Paso Robles, is there a way that they can support just through the website? 
Yeah, we have a donation button there on the website and they can go to and, and donate. Or if they don't feel comfortable doing that through a website, you know, uh, they can find our our address on there. And if they like to mail in a check, uh, they can mail a check into our P.O. box in Paso Robles there, uh, which is 1750. And then for every every donation we get, uh, you know, if it's online, you should automatically get a receipt back with our 501c3 number on it. Or if you mail in a check to us, we mail you out a letter uh, thanking you for your donation with our, our 501c3 number. Okay, perfect. And just to wrap it up, you had said something to me in the tasting room um, that I have done since uh, we spoke uh, when I told you that... <laughs> <laughs> I was in Costco and I, I was like, no, this is what I'm going to say. And you were absolutely right with the reaction. Um, so what did you tell me to do when I said that I thank people for their service? That What what else should I say? Yeah, when you when you go up to a veteran and I, I, I want to encourage everybody out there. When you see these guys out there wearing their veteran hats, World War II, Korean, Vietnam, whoever they are. You know, go up to them, thank them for their service and shake their hand. But after you thank them for their service, say welcome home, because a lot of these veterans, they never got that welcome home. And when you say welcome home, you'll see a smile on their face or they'll go, thank you, you know, because they never heard it. They never heard it, especially the especially those Vietnam guys. They really appreciate that. Yeah, I did. I, I had gone to Costco and there was a gentleman in, you know, in one of those cart thingies that you have at the stores or whatever. And he was sitting there and he actually did not look very happy, which I think nobody is really happy when they're going through Costco. But uh, And um, I just stopped and I did what you said. I said, you know, thank you so much for your service and welcome home. And he sat up in his chair like he was kind of like this and he sat up in his chair he got a very big smile on his face and he said thank you and he put his like I, I didn't shake his hand but he put his hand out to me and I grabbed his hand and he put his hand on top of mine and I was like what that really does that means something to them so it was oh, it was a whole as you were talking about change of attitude just that simple act of thanking him and welcoming him home put a smile on his face and it so it yeah. it is well warms my heart that it warms their heart that you know because they deserve it absolutely absolutely you know the, the sad thing is it, it took it took 9-11 to wake this country up to show how important our military is to this country and they're not out there to fight these wars because they want to they're out there fighting these battles because they're doing their job. They're they're following their orders. They're out there to keep us safe, to protect us, to give us the freedoms that we have. And you know, and and you got you just got to be able to appreciate that and and understand that. And and I even talk to these veterans, and they'll tell me, you know, thank you for for this trip. And I go, don't thank me. I said, I'm doing this because you never knew me, but you were willing to give your life up for me. So mm -hmm. I be here. And so I always feel 
that I'm only doing a very small thing compared to what these men and women are willing to do for us. They're willing to give the ultimate sacrifice. They're willing to die for us. And that's what everybody out there needs to understand, that our veterans and our military guys, they're there to protect us and to make sure that we can enjoy our life. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I want to thank you for being so instrumental in something that is so important to our veterans. I appreciate that you uh, do this for them. And um, everybody who uh, is involved in in it. And uh, so I also want to give a shout out to Caitlin over at Pianetta because she's the one who sent me the email to uh, make me aware of this. And so everybody come on out to Paso this weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Enjoy some fantastic wine and drink for a cause that I don't think there's any cause better for than, than this. So thank you so much. And um, I hope I'm assuming you'll be around in Paso this weekend. So maybe I will see you again and uh, have a great uh, week. All righty. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, we will be out touring the, the wineries that are, are uh, participating, but I have to watch myself because if I go to every winery and I, I have a tasting, I may not make them all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great thing that there's so many wineries doing it. So that is a great thing. Um, but enjoy. And thank you for being on the podcast. And thank you for doing what you're doing for our veterans. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of Exploring the Wine Glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wine Glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoyt-Butt. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter at exploringthewineglass.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Podcast music is Wine by Kivitz. Until next week, slancha. There is always time for a good glass of wine. No, 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 oh, no, 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 never let you go. Oh, no, 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 never let you go. I want a nice glass right now.